Friends, it's a joy and an honor to be back with you today, and especially with the theme that you've chosen for this particular Lord's Day. My task today is to discuss with you the work of one of your missionaries, and that's Alex and Eleni Melaritos. But as I do that, let me encourage you to think one more time about what David spoke to you a few minutes ago. And everything that I say today to extend not only to Alex and Eleni, but to Kevin and to Daniel in Japan and to Brad and Estelle in Guinea, to all those in El Salvador whom you will visit on March the 19th of this year, to your workers in Ukraine, to John and Rose, to Ben Summers in Athens, Brother Darby from the inner city, and all those others that you have supported and continue to support as we think about missions today. It was King Uzziah who died on the year that Isaiah began his prophecy. And as Randy comes here and reads that scripture for you just a second, I'd like to think for you think please with me about the very last phrase that Isaiah utters. And when we think about not only Alex and Elena today, but we think about all of these missionaries, and then we think about ourselves, we'll have these thoughts together. Scripture reading is uh, Isaiah 6, 6 through 8. That's page 609 in your pew Bible. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity has taken away and your sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us. Then I said, Here am I, send me. Several weeks ago, I got a letter from Alex. And in that letter, which was about one of the works that he and I are familiar with, Basically, Alex, this offered to the church, Granny White, you just tell us about where you want us to go anywhere in the world, and we'll go there. Here am I. Send me. The particular work that Alex and Laney Melaritos are with is with the Almonia Church in Athens. It's one of the most remarkable congregations that I have visited because it's a congregation that really consists of four different groups. Alex and Eleni were our Greek people. Alex was a ship captain for his career. He visited about 80 countries. First part of their marriage, Eleni traveled with him on that ship all over the world. But when he was converted to the Lord, he came to the States here and got his training. And since then, he has worked with the church in Greece, but he's worked with the church all over the world. Alex travels and he works with this congregation. 
If you visited the Ammonia Church uh, this Lord's Day, and they are about seven hours ahead of us, and so it's Sunday afternoon there, probably services are still going on because in the morning they have their Greek congregation meet. I think today Alex probably is administering all of these, but the Greek congregation about nine o'clock perhaps. And then they'll have the Bulgarian church to serve those mostly ladies that have come from Bulgaria to work in household duties there in order to have some sort of income for their family after the Iron Curtain fell. Their husbands are working elsewhere to try to do that, most of them. And then the Russian church will have their service there. In the midst of this, Elaine will have fixed a meal every Sunday, every one, for about 150 to 200 people. And then in the afternoon, long about now, perhaps a little before now, I guess this time, they will have the international church in English to speak. And so they administer that all the time when they are there. And they're there at any time that they can be, but they also travel. They travel into Bulgaria, into Albania, into Russia. A few weeks ago, they just got back from a trip to South Africa, first time for them there, I believe. And then a trip that particularly I'd like to think about with you today. We'll look at a few slides here, please, if you would, Kevin. appreciate Kevin and his staff helping me here. Here's Greece. This is where your contribution goes to convert the people there. It is indeed a beautiful place. Jill and I have been there two or three times, and the, but the gospel is being preached here with your help to these people, all right? This is the scene of the Parthenon. If you go there, you'll have your picture taken. Everybody has it taken exactly on that space. I wish I could rent that property somehow from them because just about every person has it right there. But uh, Jill and I are there on that occasion, all right? Here is the Melloritos uh, family with uh, Alex and Eleni on the right there and their son and daughter, Arrestus and Denai, both of whom are in the States in school, and that fine family, all right? This is Alex preaching in the church. Their congregation is in the heart of Athens, Greece. You stand on the Acropolis up there and look out over that city. It is a remarkable scene. And in the heart of it is this congregation that meets on the second floor of a building there. All right? Here is some, are some of the members of the Ammonia Church. They are a church, again, a very international. They do not all speak the same language, and they can't understand one another, those that are not multilingual. But they love one another. They travel often together. It's, Jill often comments, it's most like the Jerusalem church of any congregation that we've ever seen. All right? Some of the great fellowship that takes place there, everything in the church building, and again, Elaney preparing much of this. All right, Kevin? Here's one of the worship services there. And if you're in that service right there, and they're speaking in Greek, you can understand it because they have a kind of a UN system back over here in the uh, corner right back over in there where they have microphones, three or four booths, and if as needed, a translator for every language represented in the, on the audience. You can wear some earphones and participate in the service there. Now, this is the congregation that you are helping to support in Athens, Greece, all right? Alex ministering to very much of the people there. Alex is a very, very gregarious person. Many of you have met him, so was Eleni. And they are all over the world, but their heart here is with their people in Greece, okay? Many of the activities that uh, Alex has outside of Ammonia there that I've spoken of, preaching the gospel in various places. He was also occasionally distributes uh, 
book that I wrote about the fundamentals of the gospel translated into those people. He does his best to spread the gospel in whatever way he can. He's an excellent speaker of the gospel from the pulpit, all right? And again, some picture of them in the vestibule there of the church, okay? I'd like to speak with you just a little bit here about Sri Lanka. The tsunami hit Sri Lanka on December the 26th. About three weeks later after that, Healing Hands contacted the Meloritoses. Now, the Healing Hands and Disaster Relief work out of Nashville. Disaster Relief is the trucks that you see go to places like Louisiana or Texas or wherever there's a major disaster within the United States. Healing Hands, also out of Nashville, does its work in helping people with disasters mostly in foreign lands. Healing Hands contacted Alex and wanted to know if he and Eleni would go to Sri Lanka and to help with the situation of people there. Let me tell you a little bit about that before we go much further here and what happened with the disaster. And you can see it very, very well on this slide that's presented. The disaster occurred in this ocean here of the Indian Sea. It originated just about right here where the epicenter was, and it spread all over this part of the world. The worst disaster, the worst loss of life was in Indonesia here. It also spread over here toward the island of Sri Lanka. You've heard and seen more about the disaster there, and I don't need to tell you too much about it, but I will tell you a little bit more that perhaps you might know about. I got this letter. We got this letter from Eleni and Alex last night. Uh, they got there on uh, Saturday, returning after almost two weeks there in uh, Sri Lanka. And so this is what they said yesterday. You've heard about much of the disaster. There are some 221,000 people thought dead. You've seen many uh, stories about it. I'll just give one here that they wrote about, about a train greatest train tragedy under the sun ever, 1,700 people dead. The train was full as in its, uh, and as its route is coastal along the coast, a 60-foot wave blasted the wagons like toys. People in them died from a double death. The wagons were tossed against houses and coconut trees, thus killing them instantaneously, and also these wagons were totally submerged in water. Whoever survived the swirling in the wagons got drowned. Many, many disasters that occurred like that. To those that survived, their lives were very greatly disrupted, particularly those of the middle class. The poor had hardly any money or any possessions. Their huts were washed away. Wealthy people likely lived inland. It's the middle class, the fishing people, and so forth that got particularly uh, affected by that. On the island, about they, the Meloritos went to Colombo. Colombo is the capital. But they went to work with a camp about three hours every day. And at this camp, there was a farmer there. Now, the farmer's house survived. He brought all his friends and relatives in, about 50 of them, to try to uh, live from the result of this destruction. But if you can imagine what's happened economically to the people over there, and that is that in a stretch of land that would be almost as far as from right here to about halfway to the interstate over there, ocean water covered that. And the, the land is therefore ruined. The salt water has ruined this person's income and possibilities of, of income there. It's that kind of disaster in addition to the tremendous loss of life that people are looking at. 
So Alex and Eleni went to that kind of a situation to work. We'll see some slides here and tell you a little bit about that, all right? Here again, the, the Sri Lanka and Columbus right there is the capital. And the churches are there. Alex and Eleni went to work with the churches there. In the brochure that you were handed today, I put, thanks to the fine ladies in the office who are so helpful always, there is a letter there from Eleni, day by day, over one of the weeks there. I'll ask you not to read it now. It's two pages long, but I would ask you, please, do read that this afternoon, and you can get an idea about their work and also of the church there. But the congregations meet there. Alex told, told me that they, they would go there and in the church in Colombo, one of the little congregations, meeting in a house, just like in the first century, house churches. Now, this is where the Buddhist religion is most dominant. And the Buddhists are not particularly, not any, sympathetic toward the church. It's hard for these people there. But they have house churches, and there were happy Christians there, five adults, ten children. Alex gave them a sermon, little churches over Colombo there. And so their work was with the church there at that time. All right? Here are some of the tsunami disaster. You know about the cause of this. You've heard about it. But the uh, devastation, of course, is indescribable. All right? This is the way that the beach looked on Sri Lanka before the tsunami hit at one of the beaches there. All right? This is what it looked like after the tsunami hit. This entire area was washed away here and debris from the populated area washing back into the sea, okay? Mission for Healing Hands on January 22 through February the 5, Alex and Eleni heeded once more, as they often do, that call of the Lord and responded with, Here am I, send me. They go to Athens. South Africa, Los Angeles, California, into the States. They have both Greek and American citizenship. Both of them have earned that in the time that we've known them. But they uh, answered this invitation to go and to help people as they could in Sri Lanka, all right? Alex is one of the little girls, okay? And here are some various pictures of uh, disasters occurred, all right? It's Eleni fixing food there, one of the great cooks of the world, Eleni and other pictures of people being helped there, all right? Evening worship with the congregation in Dawala here. Here are some of the people. And by extension, this is what you are doing by your support of them. There are supplies that were presented to those people there. People are very receptive, all right? And others of congregational meetings. One of the hotels destroyed there, some of the other devastation that you can see taking place there. One of the boats that was destroyed by the wave. Here's the camp. This is a government camp, and this is where they were asked to go. They would go there. Now, Alex and Eleni, when they go someplace, well, they, they get their hands dirty. They get into the mud. They get into the mosquitoes. They work all day there. Uh, they were not there just to size up the situation and report back to somebody. Uh, they don't work that way. They were very much involved with the people there, very lovable people, and people take to them uh, remarkably. You've heard Alex speak here, all right? 
There's a Colombian minister, the Columba Minister of Health and his staff, Church and Healing Hands, working very carefully with the local government, fine relationships there, all right? And some of the young men, very happy to see them, okay? Again, one of the camps there, and a lady with her child. Okay. And some of the people that did survive and were happy to be alive there. All right. Food preparation taking place. Worship on Sunday at uh, Hannibal's Deep in school there. Here's the church that they have. We think, as nearly as we can tell, this is the sign they put out outside the house. They don't have buildings particularly, but they have a place where they can, can meet there and partaking of supper perhaps here and uh, the uh, fellowship meals, okay? And at a nearby plantation where these uh, events are, are taking place. That'll be fine, Kevin. Thank you. I think it's significant to show what, the, what these people are doing in that situation. You have missionaries all over the world from this great congregation. This is one of them here. All of them are heeding this same example that Isaiah said when he said, Here am I, send me. As we close today, let me thank you about, with you about that phrase here. Send me. Send me. I don't know about the best way to emphasize that idea, but we all know what it means. It's send me individually. Some time ago, a man put out a book saying with a, from Mark 16, 16, 15, 16, when he says, go ye means go me. About the best way I ever know to get this across, I just think of pew nine, seat four. Pew nine, seat four. Well, let's just count. Pew one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Nine back there, seat four. One, two, three, four. That particular person I'm speaking to you. Okay? Now, you take a look, please, if you would, at the pew you're in. Just count it from the front. Count it from the front. Best you can, about the best estimate you can get. All right, let's say you're in pew seven over here, or pew five over here, maybe pew 11 back there. You got it? You start from the aisle where you are. Now count over to the seat where you are. You're in pew nine, seat four. You're in seat pew four, seat five. You're in pew three, seat seven. Here am I, send me. I'm talking to pew nine, seat four. We're talking about you. We're talking about me. I'm not talking to David Shannon because I know he already does that. I'm talking about each one of us individually. And let's think about the Lord sending me. Send me why? Think all day about that, but I'll give you two verses. Romans 5, verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, while we were still sinners, not great people and good people, while we were still sinners, Christ died for me. That's why. That's why it needs to be me. He died for me. We thought about that just a few minutes ago. Second verse, Matthew 10, verse 8. Jesus told this to the apostles. Now, they had miraculous gifts. You don't have that, but you have your gifts. But he told them, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. That's true in pew 9, seat 4. And in pew 6, seat 11. 
freely you have received. You have, by the grace of God, salvation from your sins. You have all of the blessings that you have freely received from the Lord. Freely you've received it. Please, freely give it. That's why. Send me where? Sri Lanka? Maybe so. Alex got there. It doesn't take a whole lot to get about anywhere in the world these days. Jill and I travel a lot. We spent three months in Europe 2001. Lord willing, we go back and spend another three there this coming fall. I spent a month in Cambridge, England last summer. But all you got to do is go out to the airport and give them enough money, and they'll get, put you on the plane, and they'll send you. It's really not that difficult. Somebody thinks, well, I can never go to Sri Lanka. Yeah, you can. Alex already suggested that I go with him over there sometime. You can go to El Salvador with your group March 19th. You can do that. They'll find a place for you. Or to one of the other mission efforts that this fine church and other fine churches in this area present. That might be more within your scope than you've ever thought. See, a lot of young people over here, they're always right over here. I remember that part. You all are already thinking about that. We've got college kids going places now more than any ever time that I can remember. I've been on college campuses since 1969, doing that more now than ever. Send me where? Send me to these places. But let's just keep it at home for a minute. Envision with me right now, please, your house, your house where you're going to go back here in about 15, 20 minutes. Your house, okay? Walk out with me in your mind on the front porch of your house. You go right outside there, okay? You're facing the street. What is the name of the family that lives in the house to your right as you're facing the street? You got them in pine? You know their name? What is the name of the family that lives to your left as you're facing the street? Here am I, send me. You can go there. You can go there and reach those people best way you can. We've got more and more ways to do that now than we've ever had. You can do that. In the congregation right now, in this room, is there somebody in this room right now that you know of that's not a member of the Lord's Church that you have friendship with and emphasis on and influence with? You can reach that person. Send me where? Send me right here. Or send me to Sri Lanka. Or send me where I can go. But if you're in pew nine, seat four, you can do that. Send me how. You can travel in this world just about anywhere, on a car, on a train, in an airplane. You can do that. People are more mobile than ever before. It's the best opportunity I've ever seen in my lifetime for people to travel. I mean, really travel. That's how you go. You can go that way. But you can go other ways as well. You can pray. You can pray. The Lord can send you, in a sense, by the prayers that you utter. This very afternoon, you can pray for your missionaries. You can pray for other people. You can pray for your neighbor. You can be sent at least that way and pray for them. You can pray with money, or you can send with money. You've had a chance to opportunity to do that just a moment ago. You can do that. Money answers a lot in mission work. What money? 
was the money that's yours. There's the money that the church contributes. The, the church here contributes to missionary. When you put your contribution in the plate, part of that's going to go to mission work. You can do that. Think about every time you put that money in the plate that you are helping to support Alex and Laney and all of these other fine people. But it doesn't have to be that. What about the money that you don't put in the plate? Well, you can use that too. Anytime you can do that. Any of the missionaries we mentioned today can use that money. I know missionaries personally. I oversee the mission program with Randy White. I know them. They can use that money. And they generally get salaries from our congregations. And I'm thankful for that. That doesn't always do it. For example, on this trip, these pictures that we just saw, how did those pictures get taken? Well, Alex and Lane called us the other day, and they said, we need you to buy a digital camera and send it over here with the rest of us when he comes home for Christmas. So we did, and the pictures that you just saw from that digital camera cost about $400. No church paid for that, you see. Paid for that out of their own money. The rest of us took it over when he went home for Christmas. Anytime you want to, you can send these people a gift just out of your own personal money. Helps them buying things like that. There's all kinds of needs like that. If you want to go on one of these mission trips and you don't have the money to do it, the church may help you here. That's their choice, the elder's choice. But probably you've got friends in the church here who are not going to go on those mission trips, but who might be very happy to help you to go. That's another way that money can help send me, Pew 4, Pew 9, seat 4. Okay? And then this last one, email. Email. The Duke basketball coach, famous basketball coach of Duke University, Mike Krzyzewski, was offered $40 million by the Los Angeles Lakers a few years ago to go and coach the Lakers. And he was thinking about it. But he got an email from Andrew Humphreys, a 19-year-old biology major at Duke. And he said, I used to, when I was a kid, shoot baskets in my driveway and pretend I was hitting the basket that won the national championship for you, Mike Krzyzewski. And he closed that email by saying, please still be my coach. That email heavily influenced Krzyzewski to turn down that invitation still at Duke today. That one message from a kid he didn't even know if you are online, you are in touch with the missionaries. And that one message from you who sits in pew nine, seat four, can mean more than you could ever imagine to one of these people. We've got their email addresses. If you have a computer in your house and somebody in your house is online, you can send this afternoon, and I wish you would, send this afternoon an email to one of these people. You can do that. Here am I, send me, can mean an awful lot to these people. If you don't know how the computers work, that's okay. Find some 11-year-old kid, and he'll show you how to do it. <laughs> you people, how many of you kids, how many of you all have text messages? Send with text, raise your hand, text messages. All right, see, they know. You can send that email. Here am I, send me. Last point, send me when. You can pray today. You can determine to go on a mission trip this year. You can contribute or send money this week. Healing Hands International will take your check anytime. The church will take your check to help 
support these people here. If you, if you met a disaster like these people in Sri Lanka met, how soon would you want help? When? 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2, now is the day of salvation. Send me. Send me why? Send me how? Send me when? Send me where? You can answer those questions. It's the attitude that counts and the commitment to the Lord, and I'm thankful for this great church and the great mission work that you do. But the beginning, friend, is that you become a servant of the Lord so he can send you. Now listen to me. In a number this size, we have somebody in this audience that's not yet a member of the Lord's church. You've not been saved from your sins. Today is the day of salvation. The Lord needs you to be one to go to help others. But the first thing is for you to be saved yourself. And you need to do that. And we don't need to think about it longer. You know what the gospel is because David preaches that to you here every Sunday. Why don't you take advantage of this beautiful Lord's day and on this very day say to the Lord, here am I. I now become your servant and for the rest of my life send me. That's his invitation to you. Why don't you do that? Do that, please, while together we stand. Sing. delighted to have our visitors with us this morning and we hope that you will come back and be with us anytime you're in Mount Julian. We'd like to have a record of your attendance if you'd fill out an attendance card at this time, be passing it down to the end of the aisles. Our young soldiers will be in in a moment to pick those up.
Our sympathy is extended to the family and friends of Clifford Coochie Graves, who passed away this weekend. The body is at Hermitage Funeral Home. Brother Graves was a friend of several of our members here. Visitation will be at Hermitage today from 5 to 8, tomorrow from 2 to 9. The funeral will be Tuesday at 11. We're glad to hear that Wilson Bradshaw, Steve's dad, has now gone home. And please refer to your bulletin for several who are listed there on our sick list this week. I have an outreach team announcement. The new outreach teams are posted on the bulletin board in the foyer of the simulcast room. Team leaders, please pick up, pick up a copy of your team list there. And team members, if you've not yet signed up to host a lunch or a dinner for your team and would like to do so, please see your team leader or sign up on your, on your team sheet. And Tim Smith, thanks again for a wonderful reorganization dinner last Sunday. Outreach team number one will meet down front after service this morning to pass out cards. Team number two will meet down front this evening after service. The Freed Hardeman lectureship trip will be this Thursday. We will take a group to hear David Shannon speak. There's a sign up in the foyer. Junior young soldiers and ladies serving Christ, second through fifth grade, meet at 4.30 at the building. The sixth through twelfth grade Bible study will be Monday night at 6.15 at Carmen Gully's home. If you can host a Devo for any age group, there are sign-up sheets in the education wing. The Senior Young Lady Serving Christ will host a parents' night out Saturday, February 12th from 6 to 9 for children of the congregation 2 years old to 3rd grade, and there are sign-up sheets in the foyer. We will conduct the worship service at Mount Juliet Healthcare this afternoon at 3 o'clock. You are invited to attend. The 4th and 5th grade outing is next Saturday. See Nick Nance for details on that. The Widow's Luncheon will be next Sunday after services. If you're interested in playing on the men's softball team, please see Terry Burton or John Maxwell. The jail ministry recertification will be held on February 22nd at 6.30 in Lebanon. You must go through this class to get your card, even if you've already been through the class. Please see Terry Burton if you need information on that. And don't forget Pew Packers this afternoon at 5.45. After our final song, Buddy Pickler will have our closing prayer. One other note, as you mentioned, the 6th through 12th grade devotional. Uh, because of that, our senior young soldier boys won't be having the meeting that we planned, and uh, so we'll go to that devotional instead, and that'll be a great way to, uh, to study God's Word together. If you would please turn to 749. Number 749. As we leave here thinking about our mission to go into the world, let's stand and sing this, and then we'll be dismissed in prayer. In heavenly armor we'll enter the land, the battle belongs to the Lord. No weapon that's fashioned against us will stand, the battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor power and strength to the Lord. When the power of darkness comes in like a flood, the battle belongs to the Lord. He's raised up a standard, the power of His blood. The battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, 
power and strength to the Lord. When your enemy presses in hard, do not fear. The battle belongs to the Lord. Take courage, my friend, your redemption is near. The battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. In Throughout this community and every opportunity we have in the world. 